Swan Nation, Trills and Wills with you here. We've got a lot to dive into. The Canadian women on the verge of going back to the Olympics have another game against Jamaica after a nice 2-0 victory uh, in game one in Kingston, Jamaica. Boop, boop. Sorry. Road goals matter. Love that. Uh, Cavalry officially crowned regular season winners of uh, the fifth season of the Canadian Premier League. Really excited. There's a trophy. There's prize money. There's a berth into CONCACAF Champions Cup. Remember that, everyone. It's no longer CONCACAF Champions League. It's CONCACAF Champions Cup. Cup. CCC. Used to be CCL. CCC. So when you see that on the socials, you know what I'm talking about. Now I do. Capiche? Okay, there we like go. It. And apparently, there is some sort of fruit. You know we love talking about our fruit. Papaya is still number one for me. Raspberries, get over it. What? And figs. And figs. Can, love my figs. That's, that's, that that's one, two, three. Uh, what did you bring into the studio that everyone is just having a freak out we'll over? We'll just talk about it quickly. It was Gineb for the Jamaicans. Uh, my, a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Came back from Jamaica and she, I love Gineb and she brought me some Gineb. Gineb. Yeah, it's like, I think G U I N E P. Okay. Anyways, yeah. it's kind of like lychee, hard shell, you bite it, crack it open, you eat it, or you just kind of take the, the meaty part of it, the flesh of the fruit. Yeah. And then um, there's a seed in it, but I brought it for nothing better than four Caucasian males trying to eat uh, <laughs> an island fruit and just like, what's going on? We had Oliver Platt, very skeptical. skeptical. Christian Jack as well. The Brits are pretty skeptical when it comes to new food. I don't trust the Brits. If it's not when it bangers and mash, they're just like, mm, what's going on? But um, obviously, we both are yeah. telepathic as well with the what white shirt. What is happening today. with our outfits today? I just thought today was a white shirt type of day. You know, you can never go wrong with white or black. Like, and neutral just black pants, by the exactly. way, because you've got like the lighter beige. I have the brownie kind of color. Except you've just got some bright orange shoes. I don't think you're gonna go. Goes? Like, are you gonna go help out on the construction site later? Like, what's um, happening? Are you gonna well, go work? Some, you're gonna go work some cones <laughs> at practice later. Uh, ah. That was a your knee slopper. <laughs> That's great. This is my Costco white shirt, Kirkland brand. Hey, I, these are my Four. Costco pants. Yes. So that was my first job, Costco. Okay, yeah. Well, like, obviously I did, like, refereeing and camps or whatever, but that was the first job that, like, clock mm. in, clock out, Costco. What was your first job? My first job is I worked at a concession stand uh, at a community center, so inside a oh, hot, cool. like, it was a hockey rink. So I oh. was there at 5 in the morning making mm. coffee. What time? extremely <sighs> grumpy parents. Five in the morning? Five in the nah, morning. Nah, I had to make sure that their coffee was ready to go. Yeah, so I worked at the concession set. Um, I'm sorry, I don't care if I'm calling anyone out, but like, it's just so true. Just don't buy the hot dogs at concession stands. Oh no, I'm you're just, doing that? I'm just leaving it there. Oh, Ladies no. and gentlemen, I am just leaving it there, unless they've changed protocol in the last, you know, 20 wow. something years. You did that, Trills? Um, don't do it. Don't do it. Oh no. All right, here we go. Let's switch it up. Cavalry has some silverware now, my friend. Woo! Right? So we know that the CPL now has two trophies. And uh, so they have the shield for winning the regular season. They have the cup for winning in the playoffs, the title. So this is all very exciting. Uh, Cavalry now have a trophy. And they did it. Ironically, they're, they're you know, <laughs> their, their arch rivals, Forge defeated Pacific. So because Cavalry had won earlier in the day by beating York, they still needed to make sure that Pacific was out of the picture, and Forge made sure of that by defeating uh, Pacific. So there you go, Cavalry. Uh, they end up clinching the regular season title. What have you noticed about this year for them? They have fluidity. They have depth. I think also, too, when I look at them in terms of a tactical standpoint, their movement off the ball has, is the best it's ever been. Even when I was watching the league in 2019, obviously they were big players, and it was kind of them and Forge that, that ran the show. 
but even playing against them in 2021 and 2022, good players, but the movement and the cohesiveness wasn't always there. This year, however you play it, the three in the back, inverted, guys, partnerships, whatever you want to call it, everyone is just really paddling and going the same direction. I think Tommy Wilden Jr. deserves a lot of mm. respect and deserves a lot of praise for getting everyone on the same page. I also think the recruitment team, Oliver Minatel, ex-teammate ex of mine, and uh, Tofa Fankunle, also in Calvary, they've done an excellent job in bringing in Kobza and Antigny and all these players to really have this unit. Also getting Akio back um, from, from former Valor that he was in Scotland and coming back to his hometown in Calvary. But that's a unit there. I think they can go on and win the, the North Star Cup. Cup now, yeah. Cup. So Almost the regular shield. season is the Shield. Why are they yeah. messing with No, 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 like the this? Cup. I'm glad I took the yeah, breath. So it's North the shield Star Cup. And then Cup. Uh, but yeah, this side is 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 beautiful to watch, and and they've they performed. And like you said, the first quarter of the season, Trills, it was rough for them. Oh, we had Tommy. I remember I asked him. I'm like, did you Hot ever seat? think you yeah. would win again? Five ties, one win, one loss. The first quarter of the season, they were like yeah. sixth. It was it was very bleak. But they turned it around. They stuck with the the way they wanted to play. And yeah, kudos to them. Hats off to them. There are players that I feel like are pretty obvious. I mean, Marco Carducci is a stalwart. Dan Klomp, um, defender. Meyer Bevins, scoring goals. But I don't know if there's anyone in particular that you feel hasn't been given his flowers. Maybe a little bit of an unsung hero okay. that you like to mention. I think uh, the leaders and the big dogs of the team, there's two. Ali Moussi, mm. Dan Klump, they've had exceptional years. Specifically Dan Klump, for me, he's front runner, number one for defender of the year. MVP, that's a whole different topic. I feel like goals go into that. But in terms of defender, you got to mention Dan Klump. But unsung heroes, I said it before. Shamit Shom is a baller, played for Edmonton. Also played for Montreal Impact back in the day. Very good technical player. I said in earlier on when we were doing One Nation as well that he needs to have a great year, but just because of his experience, um, just being a Albertan, like coming into that team and really showing that he could play different spots and, and, and make the team better. And he has. He's played in the middle. He's played as like a wing back. He comes in inverted into, into the midfield as well. Um, he, he had assist on, on the weekend, or I guess the hockey assist. He played Meyer Bevin. Meyer Bevin mm -hmm. played Sergio Camargo. The second assist. There it is. It counts in, in my mind. It doesn't count for stats, but it counts sometimes mm -hmm. to be that player to, to get the things going. Um, he's been huge. Also think uh, Camden as well. As a, as a left back or a left center back in the three, those two are probably unsung heroes because I'm not with them in the locker room, but they seem like leaders. They seem like they're just bringing it every day. And then they've been consistent on the pitch as well. How about we go the ultimate leader off the pitch, which of course is Tommy Wielden Jr., mm -hmm. who always gives us such great content. I'm still going <laughs> with the hand on the ear and he just, he's vibrant on the sideline. He's, um, he's just, he's great to interview. He always has these incredible things to say, great one-liners as well. But this is somebody... Uh, who has really gotten the best out of his team. They're, they are perennial contenders. But now, you know, they go and they get this trophy. And to your point, it wasn't a great start to the season. How much does that voice of the manager matter in keeping everyone believing and on track? And what does this also do to his already pretty, you know, I would say cemented, you know, they, go to, they, they went to the Home Depot and got the legacy cement it's already been cemented his legacy but how much has it been cemented even more yeah it, this was a huge year for him because we said the calvary always plays a certain type of, of football a certain brand of soccer i'll throw that in there for you yeah calvary we had another plays, debate we'll get no that no it's okay let's throw it in there now football soccer anyways we're in canada i'll say soccer more than i say football actually that's a lie i'll say soccer sometimes anyways tommy Wilden jr he has a family unit 
and they've they showed out this season. I think now he has that monkey off his back. He has a championship. The the, the Canadian Premier League shield mm -hmm. is there. Is yeah, it's a lot, man. The words are just going in my head. But that's his. He's earned that. Now, if you can go and get the double, this is a heck of a season for for Calvary. But he's earned that. He showed out. Yeah, he's done a great job this season. Can I say something? Mm -hmm. Can I ask you, you know something? Where we're gonna go? It, is he still on your hot seat? So the hot seat is, is warm. <laughs> it's not Luke hot warm? anymore. Because I ha I wanted them to win a trophy. They've done it. So they've done that, 100%. The league has now made the regular season matter. And I can't take that away from Cavalry. They win and they got the job done. And it means they now get to be in CONCACAF Champions Cup. It's a big deal. Huge. However, however, Cavalry to me has a history. Okay. They're day oneers. They're an original team, which means there are four years of, of, of story making there with Cavalry. Four years where the regular season title didn't get you what it gets you this year. Mm -hmm. Even though they acknowledged it last year, Atletico Ottawa the first, it was prize money and uh, they're going to be given a trophy now. But the birth into uh, the, the Champions Cup starts this year. So those four years, playoffs were the top dog. Yes. And they didn't get it done. Whether it was performance-based, whether it was an unlucky bounce, whether it was a bad call. So to me, they're still... A story for Cavalry when it comes to the playoffs, so they matter to me. Mm -hmm. They matter to me for Cavalry. They matter. They matter in general. I just think that I like that the season matters this season. Of course. I love that. I love that. The 28 games, they showed out. Look, they had 14 wins, mm -hmm. seven draws, five losses, and we just mentioned the five draws in the beginning uh, of the season. They, they've just they've just ascended. They never look back. If they can keep that form. They literally only have to go and win two games, that first and second place game at home at, at Cofield, and then you rest up for a week oh, and lick your wound. against Ford? Yeah, and then See, they but go... that's what I mean about exercising demons in the playoffs <laughs> still. Ah! She's going to start screaming into the mic now. Oh, that is so great. Mm, yeah. So there, there's a lot to get into with Cavalry. So you know what? Let's continue talking. The regular season champs. Here we are talking about Cavalry. Why don't we actually bring in a guy who plays on the team and has been with the team since day one? That is goalkeeper Marco Carducci, who, by the way, you had yourself a weekend, my friend, because not only do you win the regular season title, you celebrated a birthday. Was it 27? 27. I checked. 27. Yeah, that's 96. Right. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So year are you? Yes. I am I am a year is what I am. So we we're not here to talk about my birthday and my age, but we're here to talk about a great weekend for you. Uh, before we get into that though, just also the feeling. I mean, Marco, you're a day oneer with this uh, with this club and now that there actually is a shield that you can lift up. We know what the regular season title means, a berth into CONCACAF Champions Cup. What was this weekend like for you? Well, first of all, thank you. Uh, yeah, 27 yesterday. Um, so yeah, an amazing weekend. Um, like you said, obviously, uh, for me being an original at the club in, in my fifth season here, uh, it means a lot. We, we've uh, we've always been there. It's always been a goal of ours, obviously, to, to be to, to compete for for championships every single year, and, and now to have um, you know this regular season title secured with two games to go the CONCACAF spot locked, uh, it's an incredible feeling. It's a, it's a great achievement for the entire club, and I'm just uh, super proud to to have 
you know, help the boys get over the line. And, and again, an achievement for the entire club because it's something we've been working towards for a long time. And, and uh, you know, we're obviously super excited to have gotten the job done. Marco, Andy and I love the inside scoop. So please tell us about the flight back. <laughs> like what video. was going on? We, we saw, saw a little video. bit of some content. Charlie Trafford, after he he were, he won performer of the match, he said that he promised he'd give some some content. Well, what was that flight like? Were you watching the game? Were you were you tuned in the whole time? The Wi-Fi? Did you have the iPad going? Like what happened? Talk to us about it. We, yeah, yeah, we. This is the first time I bought Wi-Fi on on a flight, um, which I which I thought was a bit. Uh, it was funny. I mean, it just felt like big spender. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, definitely worth it. It's, it's funny. You're more nervous watching that game than us playing in the game earlier in the day. We obviously knew what was on the line. Um, but when you're in control of that, when you're in control of the outcome of the game and, and you're out on the pitch, um, you just do what you do. It's, it's normal. Um, I was trying my best to just like be as calm as possible. But I had, I, yeah, I'm, I was checking the score every like, 10 seconds I was updating it on Google. Uh, I could see like multiple screens, had it streamed. I was, I was a bit further up. Like we had a group of the boys at the back um, that, that were all clumped together watching. There were some coaches around. So I was looking at the screen. I was looking at my phone. It was just, there was a lot going on, but the nerves were crazy. Obviously we you just knew, right. It was, it was within touching distance. So um, it was awesome. I mean, it's difficult to celebrate the way you probably would like to on a plane, just, you know, keeping in mind there are, our other passengers aboard and, and you don't you don't want to make it terribly uncomfortable for them but yeah it was it was exciting it, it was very nerve-wracking again just to just to be experiencing that and and um knowing what was on the line but uh it was a flight that i certainly won't uh, forget anytime soon other passengers i come on they must have thought they hit the jackpot being on a flight like that where everybody's celebrating there's <laughs> that's that's a cool flight normally i'm bored to tears especially if a flight's a little bit longer so now, I think you gave those uh, those other passengers something to, to celebrate. Were, were people asking, like, hey, w what's going on here? I'm just, I'm curious what other passengers were actually saying. A little bit. And, um, you know, what's actually really cool as a quick side note is, like, you know, we're getting, we're getting recognized more and more. The league is growing. Clubs are growing. You know, oftentimes when we are traveling, people know about us. They're fans or supporters. So um, when I went on, as <laughs> I thought, okay, well, maybe I should just bring it up to one of the flight attendants to make sure they know what's going on. Just in case, you know, when 20 guys start yelling in the back of the plane, halfway through the flight, they're not <laughs> concerned about what's happening. So they did give it a little announcement just to explain what was happening and, and you know, who we were and what was, what was going on. Um, I still think it caught some people by surprise. Uh, but, but like I said, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun and yeah, it, it's an incredible achievement. So we were just, we were just enjoying the moment. Well, that was actually smart of you to give some sort of heads up because in today's day and age, if there's any kind of yelling on a flight, people are like, what's up? What's going on? What's happening? Um, so, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. But exactly. It, this is all good celebrations. But so here's the thing, and we've been having some good debates uh, on One Soccer, of course, because now we know that the league obviously is acknowledging the regular season title started last year. This year, of course, is the first time again the birth into CONCACAF Champions Cup. There's prize money involved. It's a big deal, Marco. But there's still another title to be won. And we know that the history with Calvary the last four years, um, whether you've just been eliminated, whether there wasn't a bounce that went your, way, uh, went your way, a bad call, how are you approaching the playoffs right now? With the same mentality that we've approached the whole season, um, to be honest. I think, again, we, you know, we coming into training this morning for the first time, getting the group all together after the road trip, um, 
I mean, it was, it's a great feeling and we're obviously enjoying what we just achieved. Um, but I think what's given us success is that one game at a time mentality. And, you know, for now, you know, we, we, we know what we've achieved and it's an incredible feeling, but we still have two regular season games left to go. Uh, and now the focus is to, to make sure that we finish the season strong and then take that into playoffs. There's another trophy to be won. There's another title to, to, to hopefully get our hands on. And, um, again, we'll, we'll certainly enjoy this moment, but, um, starting today it's it's recovery for the guys who need it it's top up for the guys who who need to stay sharp um we're going to keep that mentality and it's a cool feeling because i think um being in this team and seeing that it's like we're still hungry for more um again to be able to celebrate in front of our fans uh in the coming weeks with the with the last two home games and to be able to raise raise the shield is a, is a something i'm very much looking forward to um but like i said it's it's now you know we we, we play valor at home uh, on Friday, uh, we want to make sure that we continue doing what we've been doing all season, and especially in the last the last little run of games that has gotten us where we are. So, Marco, it hasn't been smooth sailing the whole season. The first quarter of the season, five ties, then you got a win, and then a loss. That's the that's the quarter of the season there. Calvary just seemed not to go your way. What was the turning point? Because now you're looking at with this Calvary FC side, 14 wins, seven draws, five losses, 49 points. From my little research, I tried to do it last minute as well. 50 points is what you guys had as the max in the past five years. Obviously, it's hard with the bubble in 2020. But 50 points, you guys could easily pass that in the, the last two games. But is there a time in the season where that was a turning point or a game or a decision or even a time in training that comes to you where you're like, yeah, we can do it this year? I think there's a few moments for sure, um, but to capture it the best way possible, Jordan, I would say it, it was it was just that consistent belief. Um, like you mentioned, I mean, we, we drew the first five games of the season and uh, it just felt like we couldn't get over the line. I think in maybe every single one of those games, we scored first as well. Uh, so, you know, that was certainly a challenging point for us as a team, um, but we didn't change. And that's something we're really proud of. We, we said... That we trusted the system. We trusted each other. We we knew that amidst the adversity, uh, we didn't want to to get pulled away from the things that we were doing that we knew would eventually give us success. Um, I think you can point to some games. You know, obviously getting that first win, but then you know we lost the next game. Uh, at least getting you know the <laughs> a win in that or a mark in the win column was was great, but we just stayed consistent and i think um yeah like you've seen it more than ever this this league has, has grown more and more competitive i think you know in the first season uh ourselves and forge obviously kind of went to went away with things back in 2019 which is now a long time ago of course but now it's every single every single team uh, on their day is, has proven that they can win uh, home and away and for us to be as steady as we've been especially after that first part i think just goes to show that with that consistency and with that trusting the process and the next man up mentality, um, that's what's given us success. But there's been a couple of games. I mean, you know, beating Forge here 3-0 at home was was a huge win and, and I think a really big boost for us. Um, you obviously look back recently going on the road and picking up points, you know, whether that was Ottawa, you know, scoring in the last minute to win, uh, beating Halifax away. Um, you, there's, there's, there's several, right? But I think... Um, the biggest thing for us was was just 
staying present and staying in the moment and, and trusting ourselves and ultimately you know it's gotten us the success we've had so far well, Marco, before we let you go, and I know you just stressed right now, it's all about one game at a time, and that's been your me mentality and why you've been able to be successful. But it's still my job to poke and prod. Have you allowed yourself a moment to think at all that now that you're going to be in, in CONCACAF Champions Cup, that there could be a potential matchup with Inter-Miami, <laughs> which means Lionel Messi. Have you thought about that at all? Well, they, uh, I think they... One of the first things I saw was a graphic of of uh, Messi and you know some other like I think Club America I think it was uh, Tigres was in there you know like to see the the teams you know that we could potentially be playing right like you know these MLS powerhouses uh, these massive clubs in Liga MX like uh, it's hard not to um, you know if if we get drawn against Inter Miami at any point if we if we advance far enough to to meet them I mean that would just obviously be incredible but um, for us it, whoever we play against it's, it's a huge achievement uh, and it's and it's an honor and a privilege really to to represent this club at that level um, for me personally uh, I think about you know being a Calgary boy um, now to have the ability to go play in you know the Concacaf League like next year, and and um, you know at that highest level on that stage, right? Is we talk about Champions League in, in Europe, and obviously this is our version here. So to have that opportunity to 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 go out there and play against the best um, in Concacaf is is super cool. I don't think it's quite sunk in yet, to be honest, Andy. I think it's one of those ones where you're like, okay, well, maybe when the draw happens, or maybe when we're we're, we're at that point when we're preparing for those games next year. Um, that's when it feels a bit more real. But right now, it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool. So we'll see. <laughs> right, well, maybe maybe we'll, be, we'll be welcoming Messi to, to Calgary. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Listen, it's going to be a busy year for you, that's for sure. But there's still work to be done, obviously, in the CPL. We look forward to uh, the games that remain and, of course, the playoffs. And we appreciate you taking the time here on One Nation. Great stuff having Marco Carducci on. Of course, we're going to see him, as he just mentioned. Two more games to go, and then it's playoffs, baby. Getting ready for CPL playoffs. Year five, league continues to grow. Uh, speaking of big games, though, the Canadian women are in a playoff of their own right now. Uh, the national team, they have these two games against Jamaica in order to qualify for the Paris Olympics. The reigning champions want to get back there. They're in this position, Jordan, just to remind everybody, they've changed the way qualification works. The W CONCACAF Championship was last year, which was a qualifier for World Cup and Olympics. So the Canadians, um, you know, by finishing in, in the top four, they, they qualified for the World Cup, but they needed to win that tournament in order to qualify for the Olympics. The Americans won the tournament, hence why they're in this playoff. Game one in Kingston, Jamaica. Two nil victory for the Canadians. Let's go. Michelle Prince, Adriana Leon. What would you grade the performance as a whole? Out of 10. Sorry, I got to specify. Out of 10. What oh, I'm not giving like an yeah, like, A, B, or you C. You can. You can go that route if you want. I, I just like doing numbers. But if you want to do like B minus, B plus, A plus, whatever, you can do that. Well, I mean, I would give it an A. A? I would give it an A. I would give it a, a 10 out of 10. I don't know how you don't. You get a clean sheet. You limit Jamaica's, you know, I think they had two shots on target. You finally, like, you score from open play. Both your goals are from open play. You had control of the game from start to finish. Bev Priestman changed her tactics. She made four changes to the starting 11 as well. So she changed personnel, changed tactics, Players adapted, get the two goals on the road as well, which, you know, matters in, in two-legged affairs where, you know, you go by aggregate. How do you not give them a really good grade for 
for game number one. You said a 10 out of 10. I'm going to say 9 out of 10. My only qualm. nobody wants you as a teacher. But anyways. <laughs> You know what's funny? I actually went to school to be a teacher. But anyways, long, long story short, I still have to go to faculty, but that's a whole other thing. Um, Who are you? You play the saxophone? Oh, no, what do you play? Recorder. Recorder first. No, that's questionable. Saxophone. You played it on the show. Anyways, I digress. This is not about me. This is about the woman and the game tomorrow. Okay, anyways. Look, Perfect. 9 out of 10 because I feel uh. that they could have been better on the ball. I agree with everything that you said. Mm. I also like that they were so motivated. Leon looked like the Leon that we always talk about. Lawrence was great down the right-hand side. She was going to bribe somebody for a goal if oh, she needed she to. Was she was moving. She, she was tenacious. It. I loved it. I loved it. You got to see that from your, your attacking players. When they're yeah. tenacious, good things just happen around. Maybe you don't score, but you, you set things up. But there were, I, I don't know if it was the pitch. I don't know how you felt, Andy, if the mm. pitch if it was just a bit wet or a bit heavy. But just want them a bit sharper on the ball, especially in possession. There were some of those passes that were just forced. But 9 out of 10, I guess that's like an A-. minus. But it's still, it's still a good result. Um, I guess you're not wrong because, you know, Carmelina Moscato, who was in studio with me, there were moments where what led to Jamaica's chances mm -hmm. was Canada giving up the ball. So credit to Canada for stifling Jamaica in many ways. But the bad news was whatever chances Jamaica had was because Canada yes. turned over the ball. There were a couple errant passes. I get that. I get all that. If that was against a stronger opponent... That could have been at the back of the net. Could have been a scarier game, sure. So hopefully they do clean that up. And if one teacher gave you 10 out of 10 and one teacher gave you 9 out of 10, that's a 9.5, you take that. You're taking it. You, you don't take go and say, bank. ooh, no, I wanted a 10. Relax. Also, yeah. you got to go and show it again tomorrow night against Jamaica at BMO. Sold out crowd. Really excited Love about it. that. I wonder if, so here's the question. So Bev, it was, you know, you catch Jamaica off guard. I think you catch a lot of people off guard by playing a different formation. And Carmelina, it was so wonderful having her in studio as well because, you know, being a manager herself, being a championship man, like she's won a title yes. uh, in Mexico. This is a smart, cerebral thinking manager. And she caught on right away to what Bev Priestman was doing, which you have to give Bev Priestman so much credit. She knew she needed to change. And what she did was she created partnerships because we were like, what is this? Is this a 433? Is this a 352? What is this? It was is both, it, by is the this way. a 442? What's happening? It was so fluid. It was constant motion. But if there's one thing Carm was able to pick out were these partnerships. And she said Sydney Collins was kind of like this ace because nobody really knows much about her. That was right? her first start, second appearance. Exactly. But she and Lacasse were creating this partnership. Ashley Lawrence and Leon were creating this partnership. Nichelle Prince kind of stayed a little bit more as the, as the number nine. And then, you know, Quinn and Fleming really stayed strong in that middle. But it was Bev Priestman overloading the flanks, knowing that, the you know, just on the wing, you had to just, uh, you know, overbear the opponent, create all this havoc over here. And then you had to rely on good crosses in, people getting on it, which is exactly what we saw with Ashley Lawrence and that great pass into Nichelle Prince, who headed it in. But it was overloading the flanks. So it was kind of like this lopsided formation where everyone had to shift, but it worked. You have to give Bev Priestman credit. She needed to adjust. We said she needed to adjust, and she did. Eh. You need options. I said that uh, the players were a bit stale, and what I meant by that as well is that you knew where the ball was going to go. But having those options that they did on Friday, where you can play down, you can play in the middle through the block, you can play outside to go. Even if you look at the first goal from Ashley Lawrence, goes into Leon out, mm -hmm. then she gets to get across in partnership. And then another part we talk about is just like consolidating like that, the attacking identity. I always ask, watching Canada very intently recently. Uh, over this past year is just how do they want to go forward? Both of the goals came from being inside, going wide, back inside. So if you're a crossing team, I think Canada did well and they, they performed in that aspect. But for me, you got to go and do it again. That's what I was going to ask you. Same you line, gotta same go, everything? 
I think so. You can maybe tweak one or two things, but I don't think you could tweak uh, the way that you're going about your business. In terms of, if you want to play someone else, like a LaCasse, you have to get a like for like. Don't mm -hmm. switch up um, different things because they, they look galvanized, they look rejuvenated. So keep that vibe going and then go and smash the reggae girls. Don't go and win one nil at home. Go and th win three nil. Try to really get those goals and pump it in because you don't get to meet as a camp all the time. So you have to get those moments when you're together mm -hmm. to really just push, your, push yourself in a, in a different stratosphere. These games matter. Uh, Christine St. Clair was an unused sub game one. If she's unused again in game two, I mean, is this a sign of Bev kind of going the next? Level? Yeah, it, it is a sign if you don't play her. But I also think with this squad, it, it's almost inevitable that like you don't play her in some respects. You know what I mean? Like maybe she pops in for 15, 20 minutes, but you have to invest in, in the younger players, the players that you will see at the next World Cup that you know that you want to invest in. Um, that's just inevitable what happens. How she uses Christine Sinclair, what that relationship is like, that's for Bev and, and Christine to really sort out. But I definitely understand it. it's inevitable. When you get to that age and that stage in your career. It's so it's the end always is awkward. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's very it's yeah. very difficult to, to figure out. But I could see, and the way that s some players have played, nearly all of them, it'd be tough to get into that squad for tomorrow night. Well, and that's the other thing, right? I think a lot of people have said, well, what has been the other option? If Bev can get the best out of these other players, well, there's your answer when it comes to options. However, you cannot take away leadership that but, even just the yeah. presence of Christine St. Clair brings. But I think this is a conversation we're going to have, especially if she doesn't get into game two. Because what does that even mean for her usage at next year's Olympics, right? If they qualify. So Million it's all, dollar question. It's all very interesting. But either way, the Canadians are in the driver's seat taking a 2-0 win back to BMO Field. That's Wills. I'm Trills. You've been watching One Nation here on One Soccer. Us and our white t-shirts. See you later. <laughs>